This is the Powered Up Podcast, show 134. Welcome to a real-world education with insight and advice from teachers in the game, where current and former educators reveal what truly sets apart the great teachers and what it takes to make a positive impact on students. Whether you're in pre-service learning, new to the game, or a seasoned veteran, this is the show for you. You'll leave feeling inspired to take action because we are powering education by empowering you. Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Kennerman, host of the Power to Podcast, and I am here with my co-host, Mr. Matt, the now fifth grade teacher, Rogers. Matt, how is we are recording this actually probably for the first time ever, literally the day before we are we are launching the episode. So I can ask a timely question. How yeah, was man. your summer? I had a great, great summer. Um, yeah. Didn't have a whole lot on the uh, the agenda going into the summer. Spent a week at the beach, went up to Maine and visited Acadia, which was awesome. Went to Philadelphia for ISTE, um, but besides that, it was the slowest summer that I can remember in my professional com- career at the exact time that I needed a slow summer. So things are good. How was your summer? I would agree. It was it was great. I um, I really felt detached the most for the first time. I would say in a long time. And I am a big advocate for detaching, and I take it very seriously. And I think I think I do a very good job. Um, but this year, I think maybe going into my third year as a coach, I knew when I had to work hard and when I had to ramp it up and when I could really dial it back. And um, I've been, we, we go back next week officially. We had new teachers this week. So I've been in a couple days, a couple half days this week. And I can honestly say this is the first time all summer I really felt like I worked for an extended period of time. I had some projects that I did throughout the summer, but they were, I spaced them out nicely that I never felt like I was in work mode. And so I, I do feel very refreshed and I, I'm excited to start the year and and I just, I had a great summer. I'd spent, I spent, I feel like all of my time with my kids and my wife and my family. So I really, really enjoyed that time with them. The real question is, would they share that they enjoyed all that time with you? <laughs> uh, my kids were actually really angry with me that I was going to work. Um, That's a good and with, sign. with, with their ages, like, I feel like my youngest kind of probably forgets that I went to work yep. um, because it's been so long. Um, and actually my wife was a little mad at me too, that I'm, that I'm leaving her and going back to work. Understood. So extra set of hands to help. Exactly. So we have a completely new format for our show this week. We reached out to pretty much every former guest we've had on the show, um, and just asked them to share a couple words of inspiration, a couple words of advice, anything that they felt like the teachers our listeners, administrators, whoever, um, would love to hear to start off the school year. So you and I are going to talk for a couple more minutes, and then we're going to be turning it over to 
a handful of former guests that are you're going to hear for anywhere from 30 seconds to four minutes. Um, and I'm, I, I really enjoyed listening to all of those. And, and so I, I think our audience will enjoy it. A nice, light, easy way to, to start the school year and continue your podcast journey with us throughout the year. So Matt, any positive words of inspiration, any advice or anything that you want our audience to think about as they embark on a new school year? So I was sitting in in-service yesterday and we had a presenter say this and it really struck me. Um, it was a, a focus of UDL, Universal Design of Learning, to reach any and every kid um, that you come across because uh, fortunately or un uh, unfortunately, our kids are not duplicates of each other. Every single one is different. There are strengths and weaknesses. And what he mentioned is he could be teacher of the year. He could win that. He could be everything for almost everyone and without knowing it, unconsciously still create a barrier for a student that he overlooked, didn't think of. And the moment that he said that, I realized how true that statement is. You know, Ken and I have had great teaching years and hopefully listeners, you had te great teaching years. And I can still think about some classes that I felt like I crushed it with. I can easily think about cr classes that I didn't. Um, but even in those once in the, the, you know, you knocked it out of the park, I still have some of those kids. You're like, I felt like I hit it out of the park with like 80% of the class. And by all means, is that a passing grade? But is that enough? And I and I got kind of bummed out about that um, because it felt defeating to hear that. But I realized that going into this school year at this time where we are really hopefully getting as far away from excuses of why learning is delayed, um, and there are still justifiable reasons. I think those are different. Um, but as we move further away from a pandemic and, and learning loss and experiences uh, from just chalking it up to an easy thing to, to say and being able to, to identify and pinpoint those deficits, I think we're gonna return to this aspect of being really critical with a lot of the decisions we make and how we get back to personalized learning. And I'm exhausted at that idea. I spent three years surviving as a teacher, what feels like just trying to make it through and hearing about that in PD just helped me realize that it's also my professional responsibility to provide that. My goal is to hit that hundred percent um, and not to burn myself out, but commit to doing that as much as possible. So that's my my thought that I'm going through. Um, and I can do a more positive one as well. But I, I, I say this to everyone that I get the chance to talk to. This job is tough. You can ask anyone and, and they will reiterate that. But it's also a huge privilege. 
you deal with people all around you that love their job, that maybe don't love their job, have ulterior motives for why they're doing their job. In teaching, it's really hard to have ulterior motives. It's just too hard of a position. So everyone you work with loves an aspect of their job enough to be there. And we just have the privilege of being with the children of parents, with coworkers that have the same passion and drive as we do. The moment that I remember that it's a privilege, it allows me to get myself and shake off that 80%, 100% difference and, and realize that every day I am able to show up and give 100%, it makes a difference. Even if I show up and give 75%, that's still better than not showing up at all. So that's just some things that have been processing through my brain recently. I appreciate that. And, and from what you're saying about that, I would, I would assume that it's also a reminder to not let any kids slip through the cracks. You could be crushing it, but is there one student that needs you in a different way? Or is there one student that needs something different from you? And I think, I think that's important to, to remember, especially when you have those classes where you just feel like everything just gels and grooves and, and, and just works together so well. Does every student feel like that? in your classroom. And I, I think that's really important to, to keep in mind. For me, it's, I've, I've come to realize just being in the position I'm in, I'm in different conversations, I'm in different rooms. Um, a lot of my time is with teachers, but I get to be with administrators and, and different things and, and just seeing different perspectives going on in education and, and seeing different stresses that teachers have to deal with. And it's allowed me to realize how noisy education is. And I don't really think I had that perspective when I was in the classroom because I, I think I just ignored it. And I think I also had a leader who helped us ignore it and blocked a lot of the noise away from his teachers. But education is really noisy. So at the end of the day, close your door and do what's best for kids. Do what's best for the kids in front of you. And I mean that philosophically and also in actuality, just close the door if you really need to and do what's best for kids. You can stray away from any requirement that your district has in terms of curriculum for 10 minutes for a whole class. It's okay. I'm not saying do something that goes against your, your school policy, but you're, it's a, you are allowed to make a professional decision to pause on the lesson you're supposed to be teaching and just do a game, do an activity, do something that brings your kids, your class together and brings you together with them. And it's been noisy in, in my world for a little while now. And I had the privilege of sitting in the room or standing in the room and, and leading learning for about four or five hours with our new teachers this week. And that's kind of my classroom. Like that's, that's one of my classrooms as a coach. And I closed the door and we had fun. We learned, we went through the content we needed to go through, um, cracked some jokes, had some laughs, borderline some inappropriate comments at times for me just to, to break the ice for them because they're nervous. They're, you know, they're embarking on a new adventure, whether they're coming from a new district or they're starting teaching for the first time ever and having a classroom for the first time ever. 
And so when you feel like there's so many outside pressures, making education not fun, like you said, Matt, the privilege that we have to be teachers, just block it out because you can always look at the students sitting in front of you and do what's best for them as long as you're doing it with the right intentions. And that's what I want to remind everybody, do it from on day one, do it on day two, but don't forget about it on day 15. Don't forget about it on day 85 and 105, because that's when we forget about it most. And that's when we need it most to bring our, our, our kids and our class together as a community. I think that brings up a really good point. I, I love that my district prioritizes, even down to mission statement that we revisit during this time of year, the value of the kids. And there's little fault that is often found when someone is doing what they truly believe, authentically be, believe is good for kids. Is there a way to deliver that in a professional way? Absolutely. And that has to be done with care and consideration because people take this job seriously with their time and their emotions. Um, I just, just pointing out that aspect of when you look at it from the lens of how, how you invest your time into your coworkers. I think that's a, another thing. I have a new coworker this year and we also have two new coworkers adding above us. There is so much value because they are your check-in people. They are your valves, uh, pressure valves throughout the day as you need them to be. They are your creative support. They are the people that dig you out of things. So it is okay to advocate. It is important to consider fostering those relationships with your co-teachers. But um, yeah, I just echoing what you said, because I think it, it, we need to get back to making education joyful again, too. And that's something I'm committed to every day, but especially this year, uh, having a new lease, this new position. I, I am so excited to be creative because I've been refining what I've done for years. And if you're in a, a phase where you're refining and making better, and I, I love our exit ticket or um, our lesson lens question, not that we ask it very often these days, but it talks about here's something you think is phenomenal. Now dream big. And, and what would that look like if you were to make it next step, next few steps? And that just allows people to continue to remember that you could create more and it's okay to set big dreams and goals. If you reach them, great. If you don't, it's a-okay too. But um, if you're building things brand new, grace, but it's also exciting to, to put that professionalism to the test. Absolutely. So let's check in with Teach Better and then enjoy a nice positive message from some of our former guests. And most of all, have a fantastic year. Best of luck to your start, unless you've maybe you're kind of in the middle of the start like Matt is here. And we look forward to having you back here each and every week as we bring on more and more guests talking about education and talking about how we can do best by kids.
This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. Hi, this is Lee Carlson, and I'm going to share a few ideas uh, with the new school year coming up. Uh, I was able to be on a couple different podcasts. Uh, Number 12, we talked about uh, growth mindset in the classroom. And number 81, I got to share some time with Mr. Creed uh, talking about culture in the classroom. And I guess I'm setting a pretty good example for growth mindset. This is year 36 for me. I retired on June 3rd, took a day off, uh, enjoyed retirement. And on June 5th, I signed a contract at a new school. So I'll be at Martin County West. Uh, so a lot of new learning to happen. Uh, I've met my mentor already, and we've been exchanging ideas. She was born the year after I started teaching, but I've already learned some things, and I know I'm going to learn some more from her, and she's going to be a great asset for me to be successful. Um, had a great moment here uh, a couple days ago. I've been setting up the classroom, and two teachers uh, came in to meet me, and they're both special ed teachers. They're in the same hallway. And the one she looked around, and she said, you know, she talked about one of her students a little bit and said, He's going to be just fine in here. Uh, and I felt really good about that, whether it was listening to me or just looking at the classroom and what I'm, how I'm setting it up. She, she felt her student could be successful. So I can't wait to meet that kid, right? Uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up as far as the classroom culture, I'm putting a lot of time into this classroom, right? What are they going to feel as far as, you know, what this classroom is about when they walk in here for the first time? And uh, when, when you start the school year, it's pretty easy to kind of go through the rules, I don't do that, right? And they, they know the expectations for the most part, and we revisit them when we have to. But I said, here's your expectation for me. This is what I said last year. Maybe you're going to try it too. I said, every time you come in my classroom, it should look like I want to be here with you. And the kids talked about it, and they said, that's not always the case in every classroom or every day, but it was my, it was my goal, right? And, and then it became my purpose, and we had a great year. So I'm definitely going to try it again this year, tell the kids that that's what they should expect from me, and maybe you want to consider that too. So have a great school year. Stay powered up. Thanks. Hi, my name is Christine Gertain. I'm the 2023 New Jersey State Teacher of the Year. I'm also the Director of Authentic Science Research at Toms River High School South and Toms River High School North in Toms River, New Jersey. I would love for you to check out my episode, which is episode 122 on Powered Up. And I would say to have, you know, Take the time to have your students get to know each other. I have them meet in small groups and make a list of questions that they get to ask each other and make that larger classroom a smaller place. For teachers, I would give the advice to be an upstream swimmer. Be the change that you want to see happen, whether that's in your classroom or in your school or in your district or even your state. Get involved and go to conferences and learn more from other people and share what you know with other people because we are stronger together. Hey, what's going on, listeners? This is Charles Williams, assistant principal in the Chicago Public Schools, founder of CW Consulting Educational Services, host of the Counter Narrative podcast and guest on the Powered Up podcast episode 46. And I'm honored to be able to chat with you for just a moment here as we plan and prepare for the upcoming school year. So one of the things that I would highly recommend that you do it, this is something that I try to do as as much as possible because, you know, sometimes being an administrator is a little challenging, but it is setting routines early. When you have those days at the end of the day when it just feels like nothing has been done, it's more often than not because we have been playing uh, firefighter, 
responding to the situations that have popped up around us instead of being intentional about how we plan to spend our days. And I know you might be saying, Charles, how in the world can I plan every single day? And there is no way that I would recommend that because there is no possible way to do so. But instead, pick a few key moments in your day and make those routine. You need those. Whether it is a walk in the morning, I do a walk through my building every single morning. Whether it's scheduling time for lunch and just a moment to yourself. A school leader once told me I never eat in my office because my office is my workspace and I do not want to associate those two. Or even if it's at the end of the day, taking a moment to pause and reflect and think about what went well today, what didn't go well, what did I learn? Setting routines will help to set the tone, not just for your day, but for the year overall. As I close out, I want you to leave you with this message. This idea that as we go throughout our lives, there are many things that we can be. But in the end, the most important of these things is to be true to you. Thank you. Teachers, thank you so much for giving this year another chance, getting back in there and being willing to give your best to students who so desperately need you this coming year. As I'm sure you're aware, teaching has probably never been harder. So what is it that we think about to focus on since there's an overwhelming number of things to do? I like to think about the work of a good teacher as instructional support and emotional support. I think the emotional support is one of the things that's hardest to, to feel good about at the beginning, especially when there's so many moving parts and only the the extroverts and the difficult children seem to get our attention. So here's a tip. See if it's worth your while. I like to keep a list of all my students on a little simple checklist, maybe on a clipboard. And every time I have a positive interaction with a student, I like to make a note of it by the end of the day. It could just be a check. If they tell me about the Barbie movie, I might put a little note about Barbie. So I bring that up, or maybe they mentioned something about a sibling. I'll write their sibling's name down so I can remember to ask them about that later. And so each day I look at that list and see who did I miss and how can I go after that student, maybe in the hall, maybe near their locker, <laughs> um, not, not in a stalking way, but in the classroom, walking by their desk, how can I have a personal positive interaction? And I'm not talking about getting credit for when you have to reprimand them. But something that's just a one-on-one -on -one between you and the child. So he or she knows that you care for them as a person. And this collection of notes can be uber short, but over time it will support your memory so you can have better conversations and maybe even prompt you to have something to say when you talk to their parents. So I hope that is an easy thing for you to consider to make you feel like you're really getting to each child and not letting anyone get lost in the shuffle. I'm Dr. Marty Ginsburg from Reading Simplified. It was my pleasure to be on episode 120 with Ken and Matt. My work at Reading Simplified is to help streamline reading instruction so students' reading achievement goes up. So blessings to you for getting started in this new year. This is John Bergman, Flip Learning Pioneer, episode 121. You know, the best advice I'd give you is to learn your student's name as soon as possible. Connecting with students at the beginning of every school year is critical to creating a culture where they know that they belong and that they matter.
Hey, Powered Up community. I am Stephanie Higgs. I was on episode 16 and I know we have traveled so far since then and I'm so thankful and proud of the success of the Powered Up community. I have kind of had a glow up since then too. So I have started an Instagram at Little Miss Gifted um, and I will always thank Powered Up for giving me that first opportunity to appear on my first podcast. So I took a few notes because I want to be sure I give you everything I have to help you start your school year. So the first question Ken asked was, what's my favorite way to start the year. So something new for me this year is Dr. Paul Torrance. Um, he has this idea of being a beyonder. And so being a beyonder entails a couple of things. Doing your best, going above and beyond where you've been before and also where others have been before. How powerful would that be for our students and what a great way to set the stage. Something else I just learned from the Get Your Teach On conference, that's new to me if you haven't heard of it, look it up, um, but is the idea of a failabration. So basically, I'm gonna use this with a famous failures unit I have, and then we're gonna have a celebration. I'm gonna celebrate some of my failures and be really vulnerable and honest with my kids, and then I'm gonna invite them into a safe space to do the same. You actually make it a big celebration. So you tell your story and like get everybody built up and then you fail, but we celebrate that. How cool is that and how powerful for our students? After you celebrate your failure, they all corally all together say three things. We see you, we learn from you, and we thank you, and then everybody cheers. So how fun will that be to start my new year and set that stage for failure and failing forward with a failabration. Um, as far as my best advice for teachers, expectations, routines, and procedures over and over and over, especially those first couple weeks of school. The way that I do that is I clearly explain my expectations for what that's going to look like, whether it's sharpening a pencil, lining up, coming to the carpet. And then I have, I model that myself and then I do a sandwich. So I have a student come up and model exactly how to do that. Then this is the funnest, the most fun part. Um, I have a student come up and model how that should not look. They think that's hysterical. And then we sandwich that with no, but what does it look like? That was funny, but let's make sure we get back to where we started. What does it look like to do that well? And then we practice over and over again. If you do that at the beginning, I promise it's an investment that will pay off in dividends all year long. So don't slack on that. Even though it's not quite as fun, I try to mix it up. So it's like we do something fun. We do something academic. We do a routine and procedure. Something fun, something academic, routine and procedure. That is the first 10 days. I promise it will pay off for the rest of the year. All right, next, what are my goals for this year? So I am learning a lot as a gifted educator about neurodiversity and what that looks like. And so I am committing in 2023-2024 to ensuring that my classroom space is neurodiversity affirming. What does that look like? Well, you'll have to come see me on Instagram and I'll kind of share my journey with you this year. But basically it means there's some times where I can kind of relax a little bit with some of my expectations and procedures to ensure that my space is affirming for my neurodiverse students. Second goal for me this year is to really develop myself as a STEM educator. So I'm still learning there. I wanna learn alongside you if you think you're a STEM expert or you have some ideas for me, please share those. That's an area where I don't have a lot of formal training. I'm kind of teaching myself and I want to grow alongside of you. Last but not least, my advice for you this year, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, take care of yourself. At that Get Your Teach On conference that I just left, I heard this quote that I just thought was so beautiful, and it was the idea that we all get into education to serve others, right, and to help others, but not at the expense of hurting ourselves. This job will take as much of us as we are willing to give, so just be sure you set those good boundaries. Maybe take email off your phone. Maybe set certain hours that you commit to your profession and then other hours that you commit to yourself and your family and your friends. But I adore you guys. Thanks for having me way back on episode 16 of the Powered Up Podcast. Come see me on Instagram at Little Miss Gifted or YouTube at Little Miss Gifted Teacher. And let's keep the conversation going. Love this Powered Up community. Have a great year. Bye guys.
Hey, Jason Kennedy here from episode 119. I'm currently a curriculum and professional learning director here in South Georgia. Um, you know, one of my favorite ways to start the school year is just to get everybody back together and have those conversations about the two things we have to commit to uh, as educators and the two things that just make what we do work, the secret sauce. And those two things are pouring everything we have into relationships and learning. You know, we know that that's what makes, uh, you know, what we do successful is, you know, promoting those positive relationships, developing them, building them, maintaining them, uh, repairing them when needed to, making the students feel like they belong in our classroom and feel safe and trusted and known in the classroom relationships. And then that second piece, learning. You know, every student deserves a great teacher, not by chance, but by design. And so if we commit to making sure we put everything that shows that has high impact for learning into what we do every day for tier one instruction that is going to be the other piece of the puzzle so you know my professional goal this year is to learn this new school system i've been in, uh, introduced to but also just being a learner because we know when the adults uh, keep on learning the students learning will follow and so you know i just want to lift everybody up and uh, you know please feel free to reach out but just make those two things your priority student relationships and learning hey there powered up podcast listeners my name is jackie weinkoop and i am a secondary instructional coach for the belfont area school district located in belfont pennsylvania i was a guest on episode number 108 and the topic of the conversation was high quality professional learning professional learning is something that i'm super passionate about uh, I truly believe that if we can commit to improving professional learning practices for educators, then that's one critical pathway to sustaining our amazing profession. Because exactly what we expect our teachers to create in their classroom as far as learning environments for their students should be very similar to what we're creating as far as learning environments for our teachers. So my piece of advice to start off the new school year is to keep in mind your professional learning experiences that you are planning for teachers. Make sure that they're as engaging as possible. Make sure that they're differentiated when possible and relevant to their needs. Make sure that you're building in plenty of time for collaboration and reflection. And of course, of course, you should always find opportunities to give teachers some sort of choice in their learning. So keep that advice in mind as you start off the new school year. And I hope you have an awesome awesome 2023-2024 school year. Hello everyone, my name is Matthew Strine. I am a STEM teacher at Manesson City School District. Uh, we're south of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I was on show 42, which just seems like so long ago with Ken and Matt for the Powered Up podcast, and I can't thank them enough for the work that they do and for having me on the show. I would say my best advice for the first, you know, few weeks, month back into the school year is just to really kind of catch up with everyone. Um, you know, teachers, ask them about their summer. Students certainly ask about their summer. Ask, you know, what might be different about this school year. I know my school's going through some changes right now. We're going to have a new administrator. Um, we're going to have a new schedule. Um, things are definitely changing. And you need the students to understand that those changes are changes for yourself as well as, as them. 
um, and that we're kind of all in it together. That's definitely the the thing that I would, um, you know, stress stress the most for sure. Um, I know the saying now seems to be an education uh, Maslow before Bloom, and it it certainly is ever important at the beginning of a school year to strengthen those relationships, maybe mend relationships that had been broken, um, and create new ones along the way. Uh, so everyone listening, thank you so much um, for connecting with me. Um, I hope you get a chance to be on the Powered Up podcast yourself. It is very uh, informative for sure and great way for educators to educate other educators on the great things that are going on in classrooms around this country. So thank you. Have a great school year and uh, definitely do something you know you wouldn't have done before this school year. Challenge yourself. So many educators have left education, but we're still here. Um, let's prove why this is the best job out there. Hi, everybody. This is Christopher Albrecht. I was on episodes 82 and 33, and I'm coming to you from Olympic National Park in Washington State. Uh, I teach in Brockport Central Schools in New York, but you're looking at my summer job here as a park ranger. Very unconventional way to spend a summer, but uh, welcome to my home. This school year coming up, uh, I've set the goals for my personal self to do this, uh, to be proactive. And what I mean by that is this. Uh, a lot of times we think about what are we going to do in the first two weeks of school. But what I would suggest to you, if you're a teacher, make the reach out to those families before the school year ever starts. Start with a positive, maybe a quick phone call. You'd be surprised how quick you can get through 20 phone calls. It'll only take an hour, and it sets you up for success. Uh, my personal thoughts about this upcoming school year and my goals for the 2023-24 school year, wow, it's hard to believe we're there. Um, well, my goals would be this. I, I want to be a better proactive teacher. So when the kids come in the morning, kids come in different ways. They don't always come in in a set way. So being observant of child behavior and then acting accordingly based on what I observe. So the, what I teach always stays the same, but the way I teach uh, can change based on kids' behavior. I think that would be my advice to teachers. Take a look at your kids, see the way they act. They change from day to day. Be malleable change a little bit in the way you teach and it'll all work out and every day will be a success. Thank you for having me on Powered Up. Hello everyone, I'm Joshua Stamper, the training and development specialist for the Teach Better team and author and the creator of the Aspire to Lead podcast. I had the wonderful opportunity to be a prior guest on episode 71 titled Aspiring for Better Student Experiences. I'm truly excited to be here with you today and to share a small piece of inspiration to launch you into the new school year on a powerful note. Whether you're a seasoned educator or embarking on your new teaching journey, I hope you have a wonderful start to the school year. And I just want to say thank you so much for serving our students, parents, and community. Now, let's dive into some tips for the first week or month of school. And here it is in a nutshell. I want you to prioritize connection. You're probably thinking, of course I'm going to do that. It's the first week of school. But I want you to really be intentional about crafting strong bonds with your students and fostering a positive classroom environment, which is so absolutely crucial. Dedicating time to genuinely understand your students, their unique needs, and fostering a space where they feel genuinely heard and value is so important. When that sense of belonging takes root, you're setting a solid foundation for truly successful academic experience. But remember, it's not just about the subject matter. If you think about your own experience in education, 
you probably remember the favorite teacher that you had and how they made you feel and about the learning and how they took you on this learning journey. Flexibility is your secret weapon, especially during the initial days. Be poised to reshape your lesson plans based on your students' reaction and interests. Embrace change and be bold enough to explore fresh teaching techniques. Be bold enough to explore fresh teaching techniques and activities that could spark unexpected enthusiasm amongst your students. Before I wrap up, let's just take a quick moment to fuel your spirit with inspiration. Please remember you wield the power to ignite passion, to shape young minds, and to leave an everlasting mark. I had this quote on my board, on my desk. I would say it to my students all the time, and I'm going to share it with you. It's from Nelson Mandela, and he would always say, and he said, I never lose. I either win or I learn. Your unwavering dedication and tireless effort hold immeasurable value. As a school year continues, embrace challenges and view them as stepping, stepping stones toward personal and professional growth. Remember, every setback is an invitation for a comeback. You've got all the tools to thrive, and I wish you a fabulous school year. If you need any support in any way, please reach out on social media, Joshua, double underscore stamper. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to or watching us on YouTube. Each week we get to talk to amazing educators who are making a positive impact on the lives of students, their colleagues, administrators, and education as a whole. It's been such a privilege every week to be able to talk to these incredible individuals, learn from them, grow with them, and better myself and all of education through these conversations. If you haven't already, please consider sharing this with a colleague, someone who can benefit and be powered up from the experience of listening to these incredible conversations. Because of Powered Up, we are powering education by empowering you.